The Dogger Saints podcast is proudly sponsored by Starna Apparel. Starna Apparel is an independent fashion brand from Scotland, creating high-quality and stylish attire for on and off the terraces. Listeners of this podcast can get a 10% discount at the checkout on their order by using the code DOGGERSAINTS. Check out their website now at starnaapparel.co.uk or find them on all the usual social media platforms. It's on the clock! It's in! It is unbelievable! What a chance! And a goal for Paul King! Preston letting fly with an order to magnificent goal! The ball's inside and there it is! That's it! St Johnson are in the final! Stevie May! They scored! Callum Hendry! Stephen Anderson scores! And what is it about Sean Rooney and Cup Finals? He's gone and done it again! Hello and welcome back to your weekly shenanigans. It's the Dogger Saints podcast, episode 78. I'm Sam Miller and I am joined, as always, well, for three episodes I wasn't, but he is here. It's Danny Williams. We need to drop that now. But hello, how are you? <laughs> are you well, mate? I hope everyone out there is well. It's It's been a great weekend for the Saints. You don't play, you don't lose. International weekend, advantage Davidson. Exactly right. But if you thought we didn't have anything to talk about, you are very much mistaken. Saints Masters is back. Wendy who? Will anybody guess Wendy? <laughs> Even I don't know, mate. The Club Shop of Shame is making a, a welcome return. I think we missed it last week. It was O'Boyle, we didn't we? And it was your O'Boyle. Yeah, we did an O'Boyle. Uh, what a particularly good one. It was you. Uh, but... Oh, that was Conor McLennan, aren't we? But we'll talk about Conor McLennan later on. We are speaking to Gary at the ABZ podcast about the upcoming match against Aberdeen this Saturday. There was some football, though. The St. Johnson women's team took on Kilmarnock in an absolute rip-roaring thriller, which we will get into very, very shortly. Uh, but we did manage to catch up with uh, Super Ellie May. na 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 Ellie, Ellie May. That's going to be a thing. Ellie May. Hey. We're just going to play that every time we mention her name from now on. I can't see why we wouldn't do that. I can't see how that would get annoying at all. Uh, we're also taking our trip to Trinidad and Tobago for a, a, an old feature. The old International Blues had returned, which is a rare tier. Doggers on tour, I think it was at one point, and then it changed. Was International Blues the fans thing? No. International Blues was what we sort of decided to rename Doggers on tour because we realised um, we could then use International Blue by the Mannix. Before we get started, let's thank Starna Apparel once again for supporting the podcast this week. 10% off, Dogger Saints, one word, type it in the checkout and they've got a new range. A nice summer range, pink, blue, sand colour, lovely stuff. Pastel colours, both got a bit of gear off them. Um, not gear, like clothes. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 No, both got a couple of tops off it and honestly it is really good stuff it is top quality gear like so and you can take advantage of 10 percent from us your old pals sam and dan what more can you want other than oh i'll tell you what we've got more stuff for the bungle unbelievably incredible it's it's getting it's getting frankly ridiculous and then somebody's going to need to like hire out or like a storage lockers just to keep it all we're not paying for that <laughs> but on the back of that as well, I also caught up with uh, Ross from Saints of the Community uh, about uh, what they're up to at the minute, and he threw something else into the bungle, which you'll find out very soon about. But Saints podcast, let's talk about football. I'm alive when you Absolutely love Celine, but you missed the start of kickoff. I got in just as it started, and there was there was no Celine this week. Nobody brought an, a, a a cable for their for the iPhone, so they, there was no Celine this week, which is a, a massive blow. No shortage of fans there. Good turnout again. A very good turnout for a match: St Johnston versus Kilmarnock, and it finished goalless. Uh, Kilmarnock going down to ten men. It was a pretty even game, to be fair. A few changes in the Saints lineup. Ellie May Cowie came back into the team. <laughs> Ellie, Ellie, me, Ellie, me. Yeah, that's, that's going to be the long runner on this one, unfortunately. Now, yeah, uh, and a few changes. Fair new bigging came in. She's got a potty mouth, hasn't she? <laughs> five years, five than ever did five. It, it was very funny. It was probably about the highlight of the game, um, Fern's potty mouth, to be honest with you. It was a 
attritional affair, I'm going to say. Uh, to be honest with you, Monica are a very good side and you could tell the way they were playing the ball about they are a really good football side. But Saints stuck in there, did really well. It's a valuable point. Pretty much as much as we can say on the game. There, there, there's been better games at the Riverside, but their unbeaten run continues. And as I say, we caught up with Ellie May. After the game. Ellie, and here's what, Ellie, <laughs> May. Ellie May. Ellie, Ellie May. And here's what she had to say. Right, we are joined after the match by na 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 Ellie, Ellie May. Ellie May. <laughs> a hard fought point. What did you make of that? Um, I thought, I don't know, it was a hard game. I feel like... We were we controlled the game quite often. We did we said that at half time that we felt like we did have a lot of control, but I also felt like sometimes we just could have maybe taken one or two more touches and we were just trying to hit the ball to the striker and we were expecting the striker to play that ball first time and for there to be loads of runners. Now obviously you're not gonna get that because we need time to get up. And obviously with a three five two as well, you've got your two wing backs, but we're not using bolt, do you know what I mean? We're not getting up the line in two seconds. So like if we just have a wee bit more composure, one touch, two touch, let us get up and then we've got more runners and we'll flood the box. We know we've got like, good, we can easily play good balls into the box and I personally think if we can start getting the runners up and doing that, that's it, we're getting them balls straight in and we're scoring. You, uh, I was saying this after the match there, you've never ever looked like conceding a goal. Is that something you've been working on, trying to keep it tight at the back and going forward from that? Um, yeah, definitely. I think like obviously a clean sheet is something that you want as a defender and... Last week, obviously, we unfortunately conceded a goal, but the more we keep working on it, the more we're obviously it's a new formation to us as well. So we're not exactly used to the 3 5 2. So working on when the fullbacks need to drop, when one of them kind of can stay a wee bit higher, is something that we've been working on. I think you can see it is starting to pay off, and like we are showing that it's something we have been improving on a lot. Uh, a few changes in the team today shows you just the massive uh, competition for places in the squad at the minute. Yeah, oh, there's massive competition. Like, honestly, you can't just turn up to training and think my place is safe. Even today, like, 90 minutes I played and I honestly can't say to you that I'm happily going to turn up to training next week and expect to be played. Like, it's very, the competition is so high in training and everybody, you can see, wants that starting position. Brilliant. And you've got that spot at the minute and another home game next week again. Still undefeated here. Got to be looking forward to that one. Definitely. Do you know what? Undefeated at our home pitch, that's what we want. But at the end of the day, really, we want to be winning. That's what we want. We want three points and not just a point on the board. So I think next week we'll be going out looking for that three. Brilliant. And the snow has started somehow in the middle of April. So I'll let you get in, Ellie May. Thank you very much, pal. Thank see you later. You. See you later. Dan, see if you ever go AWOL again, I'm literally going to get Ellie May in to replace you for a week because she speaks ridiculously well. Should they? Even if I don't go AWOL, just bend me <laughs> off. Get Ellie May in. Um, Who? That's just a good laugh, actually, after the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a good chat after the game, and um, she felt really well and pretty honest appraisal about uh, about the ninety minutes there. So nice mug, that's a teal magenta style mug. Big fan, right? I know I need to give a shout out to um, pal Andy Miller about this because I'm not just fancying for it yet. Um, because my dick he got us this for Christmas this mug um, got us each one and then we were going to open it on the, together on the podcast and then about three months went by and so then I just opened it and then I thought this is a bit awkward of a dog <laughs> I was saying mate I've not opened your Christmas present for months ago he sat in your house for two months to be fair yeah I'll, t- I'll fully take the blame for that. I was speaking to Andy Miller today about uh, the new um, have you listened to it do you know the, the quiz that's replaced Popmaster 10 to the top no but I was meaning to bring this up when we were talking about doing the quiz because uh, I saw you bleeding your gums about it on uh, on Twitter. It's never as good as Pop Master, and equally, it's not as good as Saints Master. It's everyone's favourite quiz. Popmaster may be gone, but Saints Master is here to stay. We've had a little bit of a break because we're struggling for questions, I've been brutally honest with you, but we are back and we have got Ross with us. How are you, Ross? Are you okay? I'm not bad. Yourself? Oh, d- delighted. Delighted that you're that you're here to, to play the game with us today. Dan is loaded with the questions. Lots and indeed loaded. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, you've listened before, I presume, so you know it's three points per question. There's three bonus questions yep. worth six points. Total of 39 points available. Joss Marnick is a man to be on 28 points. And as we kind of said at the top of the, our chat there, we think it's achievable. Good luck. 
<laughs> I'm hoping not to put pressure on it now. No, no pressure at all, mate. Here we go. Ow. Your first question. James Brown came on as a late substitute for Malta this week against which international team? Uh, I believe it was Italy, was it? It was Italy indeed. Bingo, you're off the mark. Good start. I wonder whether he came on at left back or left wing back. Anyway, <laughs> right, we move. We've got questions. I'm not letting that they go. Sh- they shoved him um, up front. Who knows? They just play him yeah. anywhere. Question two, Ross. Yep. Which Saints player was subject to a million pound bid by Derby County in the mid-90s? Oh, that could be anyone. Um, I'm just going to take a guess at, I don't know, Roddy Grant. It's not a bad guess. It's not right, though. It's Danny Griffin. Nah, barely for me, that one. Imbecile. Yeah, probably a little bit for, for a man of your vintage, Ross. <laughs> okay, question three. Saints have had three players... This sorry, this is your first bonus question. So on internationalists. Oh, sorry, yeah, I never okay. gave you the bonus, so, uh, the bonus uh, title. <laughs> yeah, it's on internationalists. This, 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 this. <laughs> Slick as ever here at Dogged Towers, Ross. <laughs> anyway, question, question three. Your first bonus question. So this is worth six points. Saints have had three players that have represented Trinidad and Tobago. Yep. Can you name them? Is it Daniel Phillip? Yep, that's one. Uh, Jason Scotland. That's two. And Colin Samuel. That's free. It's a full house, nice. baby. Well done. Good. Six um, points there. Six points there. I go with a free on the app. So, question number four, Ross. Yep. Who scored the only Saints goal across the two legs against Iskaisersport? Um, was it Nigel Hasselbank? It's good, but it's not right. It was Gregory Tardy. Ah, uh, of course. Question five. Which current Saints player wears the number 14? Is it Dre Wright? It is Dr. Dre. Nice. So, three more points for you. Okay, so question six, and this is your second bonus question. Which player picked up the most international caps, 26, while playing for the club? That's a tough one. Uh, Was it? It's not Danny Griffin, is it? That's a good guess. Very good guess. Um, It's... It's yeah, he's a really good guess that, but it's not. It's Nick Dasovich for Canada. Ah. Go question number seven, Ross. Yep. In what year did the following team line up? So we just need a calendar year. Yep. Cuthbert, Anderson, Stanich, McInnes, Laurie, James, Sheeran, Hardy, McDonald, Scotland, Mensing. Um, it was a notable game. Was it? 2006? Oh, it was 2007. Ah, one year it was off. The last, it was the last game of 06, 07, and it was the game at Hamilton, the Gretna day. Ah, the Gretna, yeah. He won 4-3, but it wasn't enough because of James Arsehole Grady. <laughs> That's the one. Okay. Lucky right. there, Ross. Unlo- very unlucky there, Ross. One year out. Question number eight. Who scored more goals for Saints? Is it George O'Boyle or Roddy Grant? Uh, we'll go George O'Boyle. And you go correct. George got 82, Roddy got 79. <laughs> it was a close <laughs> one. We got one. Okay, so this is your last, your third and final bonus question for six points. Two St. Johnston managers have gone on to manage Scotland. Willie Ormond is one. Can you name the other? And we've got a clue. Again, you might be a bit young for this Yeah, clue. I thought that's, yeah. <laughs> You've, we'll give you a clue. His namesake was married to Whitney Houston. Still probably a bit young for the course. Yeah, way too young. I can also, g- I'll it? give you another clue. Uh, his name appears in the name of an actress that's in Stranger Things. Um, was it Bobby Brown? <laughs> He's totally going to go that. Bobby's got a brand new thing. <laughs> yeah, it was Bobby Brown. But well as, done, mate. I was yeah. trying to think of actors uh, of Stranger Things. Yeah. Your final question. What? Have all of these players got in common, or all of these names got in common? Jody Morris, Billy Kirkwood, Mixie Patalainen, Jim Weir, and Alec Cleland. I'm just going to take a random guess. I don't even know where to start. They all played for Saints. It's my kind of only guess I can put together. It's a, it's a fair old guess, but it's that they've all been temporary or interim managers. That's the end of it, Ross. Sam. 
What are the scores on the doors? 21 points. Very decent. But there is a chance to make it 22 points. I will give you 10 seconds to name three of the following. Okay. St. Johnson won the Betfred Cup in 2021. Name three opponents yep. they played along the way. Uh, yep. Hibs. Yep. And... Ah, uh, I ran out of tech. Uh, I'm not sure. Unlucky. Um, yep, you got the final and the semi-final against Hibs. They beat uh, Dunfermline after extra time in the quarters. The second round match, yeah. they beat Motherwell away from home. And in the earlier group stages, they had, uh, I think it was Dundee United, Peterhead, Kelty or Brecon. Unlucky. People forget about the group stages that year. Because it was the COVID season, none of us were there. Yeah, watching them all on, online and stuff, it's... One the same. Nowhere near the same, but... 21 yeah. points, you've got to be pretty happy with that. That puts you in, I think, the t- at least the top three or four, the competition. Yeah, it was not too bad, but better than I expected it anyway. Good, good. I'm glad, and the most important thing, did you have fun? Yep, definitely. Thanks for taking part in the quiz, and we'll see you at McDermott very soon, buddy. No problem, thanks for having on. Thanks I'll again. Thanks soon. again, buddy. Cheers, thanks mate. Ross. Bye. Take care, bye-bye. Bye. I'm a big fan of the quiz returning, Dan. I like the quiz. Oh, I love the quiz. quiz is, the quiz is good shedingle. Team team. Team team. Team team. Team team. This week was board games, but before we get to that, we were still waiting for a winner from the IKEA week and the TV show week, so we pitted them all up in a poll. And the two that will go head to head is the Andalorian against Mixu Flat Pat Alignin. They're very strong. Kerr Baker was the very first one to say one. It was uh, Buckaroonie, which is an incredibly, incredibly strong start. That's a really good start. You can't argue with the quality there. Right, this one, Kevin Gowrie, our, our friend from the States. Fizzy, fizzy dinosaurs. I'm going to have to Google that. Is there a game called Dizzy, Dizzy Dinosaurs? That sounds like it could make an awful lot of sense. Dizzy Rascal. Dizzy, Dizzy Dinosaur. There you go. It's a song. Also a board game from the 80s. Brilliant. Very well done. That's almost the second most random board game next to Andy Miller, who we, we just mentioned very briefly about his mug. Settlers of Cat, Hannah Clark. Have you seen this board game, Settlers of Catan? Settlers of Catan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's that, one of the nerd ones, isn't it? Yeah, it's like your, your kind of geek ones, like your kind of... He's in it kind of dragons and stuff. I'm not. If anything, any TV show, like your Game of Thrones, not for me. Anything, no. with, anything with an elk, a troll, uh, any kind of fantasy is certainly... It's not my bag whatsoever. They've tried, but the, it's not for me. The only TV show of a troll that I like is the uh, Nightman Cometh episode of Always Sunny when Frank plays the troll. You gotta pay the troll toll to get us <laughs> in his boy's soul. You gotta pay the troll toll to get in. Yes, but yes. Uh, so that was, uh, and that was the first ever time on uh, Team Team that uh, somebody's picked a female player. So Settlers of Catan had <laughs> Clark, which is which is nice. So it's, it's certainly worth the mention. Uh, Jamie McArticulate. That's good. Articulate's good. That was from Struan. Uh, Martin Connect Fotheringham from Colin McKay. Good. Lee Jengison. Oh, that's good. I uh, like that. Gary Monroe. Uh, Mikey Cowan again. Monopoly, which is, is close. That's courtesy of his wife, his new wife. I think he's in... I've actually seen photos. Mikey Cowan is in Sydney at the moment. I think it's his honeymoon. Oh, Lovely stuff, eh? Very nice. James Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's good. <laughs> again, it's not a nerd game. I know. I don't know if we should allow nerd games. They're not for me. Uh, Maddis Hangman. Uh, Monopoly Croft. Monopoly is a popular one, but that's probably the best out of the Monopoly so far. Monopoly Croft. That was Porrit, wasn't it? It was Porrit, yep. Well done. Samuel, <laughs> this one I never understood. Rowan Vine and Ladders. I don't, I, don't... <laughs> I don't know. I don't... What? Is it because he's a snake? Is that what it means? Oh, that's very good. No, that's very, very good. Is that what it is? Did I suss it? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, that'll be it. No, that's... At Tory Hate of Perth, you've done it. <laughs> you've done a solid there. Yeah, good one. Uh, there's another Lee Jengison. That's from Dwayne Mitchell. Uh, Tic Tac, Tommy Wright. From Brian Roper. Well done, yep. Brian. Hungry, hungry, hip all sheeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll have that. Um, that was Andy Dude. Gannon. Operation Rooney. Dave Rabbit. Operation Rooney. Operation. Operation's a game. Operation Rooney. Now, nah, we was need... like a follow-up to Operation. That ran with Rooney. Dave, get back in touch with us. Explain that. But uh, Kevin Riskovich. Risk's another kind of geeky one, but doesn't involve any kind of fantasy nonsense. Yeah, good. Paul Taylor, right? This is, he's got this up here because it's an absolute mouthful. Buck Macari Roo. So it's supposed to be Buckaroo, but Buck Macari. So Buck, Buck, Mag- that is. Buck Macari <laughs> And then Scott Walker, Attila Guess Sekerly Oglu Who. I think that's supposed to be Guess Who. Guess Sekerly Oglu Who. It's certainly been a week. 
<laughs> something like that. Uh, and Ian Windross sent some in. He said, Jamie McCart's against humanity. Sean Guess Hooney. Yeah. <laughs> Danny and Vince Scribble. Danny right. and Vince Scribble was good. <laughs> it was good. Right, we're going to get a winner. Who are we going for? Oh, we missed off... Um, we've lost ourselves some good points here, by the way. Go on. Points, because you missed um, Struan's... Oh, no, you didn't. You got one of them. Elliot Parisk. Decent. Can't leave him out. And <laughs> You're right. And Piction Gary Miller. <laughs> no, yeah, no. That's why there was a reason that one was left out. Fizzy Fizzy yeah. Dinosaurs has is, is been a, uh, something I've learned today. So, again, I just have to thank Kevin Gary for that one. James Dungeon and Dragons. It's pretty good. I like D- James Dungeons and Dragons, but I also like Monopoly Croft. I like them both as well. We'll put it to a poll again. No, no, no. <laughs> we make the decisions here. All right, we know how it works. Right. Oh, no, the very first one, uh, Buckarini. That was my... We're going to a poll. We've got one <laughs> thing. We're going to a poll. Buckarini, James Dungeons and Dragons, and Monopoly Croft are the three uh, finalists this week. Congratulations to all tremendous effort as always next week theme team we are going to pick the theme of fast food big mcdonald grand big mcdonald um gary big mcdonald <laughs> we, could, we could just rattle out every mcdonald oh, player going mccrispy miller nice let's just do mcdonald's yes let's do mcdonald's happy meal parish no that's terrible you can come up with better you always do so get back in this time next week International Blue, a.k.a. Doggers on Tour, a.k.a. a feature which is featured from episode... Who was our very first dogger? Was it Maddis Vyman? It was Maddis Vyman. St. Johnson have got internationals in the team. As we heard on the quiz, James Brown came on against Italy for Malta. Got another international who played a full 90. We do, and he's... In terms of Saints for Trinidad and Tobago, it just says it all about the man that he could play for two teams. Um, <laughs> it's Dan the man, Dan Phillips. He didn't play the full night he started. Um, went off at some point. But they had a, um, on Friday night, um, or on Friday at some point, he played in Trinidad's 3-0 win in the CONCACAF Nations League. This is the ones you look forward to on your fixture list. Who are we getting and when are we playing Bahamas away? What an absolute dream. It's exactly what you want. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a probably timely sort of international break for him because it's good that he's got a bit of game time uh, because obviously he's missed the last two games with suspension and we had a week off in the middle of that. So he's not played a game for probably the best part of a month. But before that, he'd been class, hasn't he? It's been a funny season for him, really. He signed, been at Watford, and then... Had a couple of spells on loan, most recently at Gillingham. He played 24 games for Gillingham last season, but he also got sent. He also only completed 18 of them because he kept getting sent off. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was something like that. I might be making it up. Loves a ticket, though, eh? He does love a ticket. No, he did get. He did keep getting sent off. I'm not sure if it was six sending offs out of 24 games. No, it was. It was definitely that, which isn't ideal. So, he, in, in all honesty, he'd done pretty well to make it to the end of February without getting sent off for us. But he'd, he came into the side and he had his debut at Ibrox and he was really good. Then he played another game after, I think it was Aberdeen. Played away at Tynecastle, had a bit of an all-time stinker and then he got a good old banishing. Ah, the classic banishing. He loves a banishing, <laughs> does Callum. But he's, he's come back after the World Cup or the break for the World Cup. You're looking at how we've played the last couple of games without him. You're just choking on him coming back. So he's playing against another powerhouse in the Nations League, in the CONCACAF Nations League, um, Nicaragua. Oh, lovely. That 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 footballing powerhouse of Nicaragua. I think it's the same neck of the woods in terms of like, you know. Nicaragua. Yeah, um, it's like Latin America. So I think it's a pretty big area that CONCACAF, I don't know why I found that so funny <laughs> to say. I think it's a big area that it covers. Um, they must have had a bit of a fall from grace because I'm assuming it's the same as our nation um, or in UEFA. And yeah, they're not really hitting the top echelons there. But they were at a World Cup. I say not that long ago. It was 16, 17 years ago they were at a World Cup. It's good to have an international player regardless of who they're playing for. I know that that's absolutely, as I say, no disrespect to Trinidad and Tobago, but uh, they aren't where they used to be. But it's good that he's in the squad and he's getting game time. And Dan Phillips, is the best thing about the whole Dan Phillips thing is that he's got another year. He has. And obviously had a bit of a... Obviously it didn't work out for him at Watford. He played a couple of first-team games there. But... I remember 
a little while ago now, and there was a piece done in the in the Courier, I think it was, or it was Courier or PA. Um, apologies to Eric and Matty for whichever one of you it was or wasn't, and I, and I can't remember. But it was, uh, or Sean, it might have been him. I remember Troy Deeney picking up on it and saying, oh, look after him up there, he's a great kid. I think of Troy Deeney saying you're a, you're a great kid and you're a good player and stuff like that. You probably are because I don't think there's too many more honest down-the-line people in football than Troy Deeney. So, but yeah, so he's, um, yeah, like you say, Sam, the best thing about it is we've got him on a two-year deal. He's 22 years old. He's a rarity at Saints at the minute. In fact, him and Cammy are both sort of quite, quite young in that engine room. So keep them on together for another year, get the partnership really taking off, which has been one of the best things probably from this season. We salute you, my friend. I didn't really need to hit that button there, but I'm a big fan of the song. Let's hit this button and do Wendy Who. Wendy, Wendy Who, Wendy Who, yeah. Wendy, Wendy Who, Wendy Who, yeah. Who's it gonna be? Wendy Who, yeah. Who's it gonna be? We've had a bit of influx of uh, contestants coming in, but the one coming on tonight is Amanda Wallace. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Sam. How are you? Very well. Thank you very much for joining us at the pretty short notice. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but oh, you run out of people to call. <laughs> no, not at all. We, we, we just know that you've been a listener from the very start and we thought we'd give you your opportunity to, to come on and have a wee go. Oh, all right then. Okay. But yeah, we do very much appreciate you listening, Amanda. Thank you. Um, right. You've heard the club. I will play it again for anybody who's not heard it. There shouldn't be too many. It hasn't. But I will play it if I can find it on my button. Here it is here. Hi, I'm... <coughs> and I'm the Dog of Saints mystery voice. Amanda, who's Wendy who? Well, you gave a clue midget gem, so it made me think of Chris Miller. <sighs> to be fair, that's a good one. That is. Chris Miller, who we've had on, and could we have maybe have asked him to do a... A Wendy Who when uh, when we had him on? Well, let's find out. Yeah. Is the correct answer Chris Miller? <laughs> it's not. Ah. It's a, but please keep at it and keep having a, a keep having a go because there is a, a decent prize and a David Witherspoon signed picture to win. So we would love you to have Amanda. Okay, I will have another think. What are you up to the rest of the evening, Amanda? Anything exciting? Oh no, just watching TV. That'll do fine. Uh, Got a new Netflix. Watch, see. What are you watching? Uh, the Night Agent. I've got... ah, it's a new one. It's a new one. I like FBI stuff. Aye. True crime. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I listen to true crime on podcasts all day, nearly every day. <laughs> There's a good one on Netflix um, and Missing Tom- Turns to Murder. There's actually a Perth one on it soon. Wow. Here we go. This has taken a, a sinister turn for a, for a Monday evening. <laughs> it's gone dark. Get back to the football. That is it. Amanda, <laughs> pleasure as always. Thanks. We'll see you again. Okay, cheers. Thanks, Pat. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye-bye. Bye. See you, Amanda. Bye. That's it. Amanda, <laughs> pleasure as always. Thanks. We'll see you again. Okay, cheers. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye-bye. See you, Amanda. Bye. Another incorrect guess. We're not giving any clues away because last week's clue of he's not an old-fashioned big striker. No, he's not. He's not. He's not an old-fashioned big striker. But that is the clue this week. I actually texted the player himself to give him all the wrong guesses and he found them all highly amusing. You'll never be on. But anyway, play, if you do want to come on and have a go, remember there is a decent prize. It's a signed David Witherspoon World Cup um, action shot from his, uh, his, his one match in the World Cup. So that is up for grabs if you can get the Wendy Who correct. What's the shot? Club shop of shame. What's the shot? Club shop of shame. What's the shot? Club shop of shame. What's the shot? Shame. The club shop of shame. International Blues, the Wendy Who club shop of shame. These are, this is a classic episode this week, isn't it? Classic. No match doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, that isn't going to stop us. A little thing like no football came for the team that's based on, that this podcast is based on. Why would that stop us? Certainly Things not. Things getting our way. Correct. Absolutely spot on, Daniel. Right. Club shop of shame. Which football memorabilia have you seen out there? Which is terrible. We've got some absolute crackers lined up because we've not been overly consistent with this feature, but this one is an absolute belter. We're going to go to um, the Black Country and we're going to go to Wolverhampton. Have you ever been to Wolverhampton, Sam? I've, I've not. No, I've been to Birmingham once. Yeah, I've been to Birmingham. Then we end up going for a pint in Wolverhampton on a Sunday sort of afternoon. Yeah. Not your, anyway, not your we type moved. of place. Is that a shithole? Didn't see even much going on, really. 
Yeah. Uh, is West Bromwich a place? Yeah, yeah, it's um, like next to Wolverhampton. Oh, cool. Is there a, like, Bromwich? I have no idea. <laughs> or a north or a south, who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, all of these Bromwiches. <laughs> I tell these you. These Bromwiches, Ambassador, you truly are spoiling us. We are going to Wolverhampton. It's a shithole, and they produce a shit item for the club shop. Oh, it's it's an all-time... We're on about throwback episodes. We've done a few sort of old features and stuff like that. Remember that phase when we first started the Club Shop of Shame? When just we had the most weird sort of shit coming in. I'm thinking about the um, de-icer, Coventry City de-icer, or the screenwash. Screenwash, Coventry City screenwash, Leeds selling Ainsley Harriet Couscous in the Club Shop. Oh, yeah, the AFC Bournemouth dog poo bag holder. Oh, that was incredible. That was great days, that. (laughs) But, Sam, I like to be clean. Good. Don't we all? We do. I feel we do. Now you can use, you know, soap and water, swathiga, <laughs> any of it. What you might choose to use is wet wipes. <laughs> right. You, everybody listening out there is now piece put two and two together. Yeah. Well, I tried to be cryptic, but I don't see how you can be cryptic with this. What we've got is a packet of Wolverhampton Wanderers wet wipes. <laughs> that is classic. And I meant to say, um, this is our worker, Craig Middleton sent this in to us. Um, so thank you very much for this, Craig. It's melted my brain, right? In the same way horse-sized ducks and duck-sized horses melted Alex Mitchell's brain. Hmm. So I'm going to go on a description. <laughs> description. Wet wipes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if, if you need uh, a description on how to use wet wipes, then... No, they're at it here. It's the most pointless thing I've ever seen in my entire life, right? They're on sale. Well, this is what I was getting to. <laughs> it's non <laughs> can't put them on sale from three pounds to one pound. Bargain. That's a good deal. Um, usually price it is a price, good deal. Price point, uh, price point is usually something we, we go pretty heavy on. They're not very wolves-like, <laughs> are they? They're, there's just say wolves on them. They just say wolves on them, but it's like a back package. It just says wolves on them. It doesn't actually show the wet wipes inside, whether they've got like a badge on them or something. I'm, I'm assuming not. I'm guessing not. Have... No. Um, but I'm looking on you may also like, can you get a six pack of pocket tissues that again, just say wolves on each of the packets. Good. They're down from three pounds to 70 pence. You can get one pack of pocket tissues, Sam. They're down from one pound to 35 pence. So for another 35 pence, you might as well get five more, right? Hand sanitizer, nobody's using that anymore. Um, That's down from three pounds to 70. Basically, what Wolves did, I'm piecing things together. (laughs) Yeah. What Wolves did is they went balls deep in this, on the personal hygiene around the the time of the pandemic, Um, since all restrictions and stuff have been over for quite some time now. The sort of, left with an absolute surplus of shit. I, I like yeah. the, I like their hustle. I know what they're trying to do, but that was assuming people in Wolverhampton cleaned themselves and cared about personal hygiene. I don't know anybody from there, but I'm guessing they're not big on it. Um, no. Um, <laughs> but it's, just, it's generally part of the world I don't really know. I don't really know anyone from around there. Sur- surplus PPE, basically. It's is surplus PPE. And it, you just, you love to see it. You really do. <laughs> Congratulations, Craig Milton, brilliant. That is right up our street for the club shop of shame. If you have got anything at all, get us in as we've got, we've actually got quite a bit to go through. So it will be a returning feature, but wet wipes for a pound. Uh, hold on, UK standard delivery, just three pounds, free for over 75 pounds. How many packets? You need 75 packets of wet wipes <laughs> to get free delivery. I'm guessing not worth it. We've got a game on Saturday. We're playing Aberdeen. We're back. Finally at McDermott. It seems like a lifetime since we played a game there. International breaks, away games, but we've got Aberdeen at home. And who better to, to kind of catch up with Gary from the ABZ podcast. He invited us on a chat. So we've lifted the chat. I think it was about 45 minutes long. We cut out all the crap, basically. Here's the best bits. Danny, Sam, Dogger Saints, welcome back to the ABZFP, boys. How's it going? Hey, it's going well, mate, yeah. Um, I thought Sam was coming in there, so with his mouth open, and then he sort of held back. I think that's probably a good idea that he holds back, given the bother he got in last time we came on this podcast. It was, you say bother. It was a bit, I was, yeah, we ended up annoying a, a Scottish porn star, which is a very difficult thing to do for the you know, Aberdeen and St. Johnson podcast. I, think, I don't think it's ever been repeated or done again. No, I, I don't think it ever like. will be. 
<laughs> we'll try our best. Gents, how's things? It's been a while because the last time we spoke, it was in the running, wasn't it, to the back end of last season? Um, it was. It's been a it's been a little while, and we haven't really got much better. <laughs> Neither of you guys, to be fair. So it's all swings and roundabouts. Looking forward to the clash of the Titans, the Andy Considine Stevie May Derby on Saturday. It's it's going to be a belter, isn't it? I've just realised we're going to be missing Conor McClellan, which is going to make absolutely fuck all difference, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> 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 on account of the Adam Montgomery rule, of course. How's he doing? How's Connor doing for you boys? Obviously not that great based on that. <laughs> he is quite good at football, but he doesn't quite know how to utilise that ability to play football into being sort of good in a football match. I was going to no. say, he's very good at being handsome. He's a handsome, handsome. chap. Salon quality locks on him. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's scary. To, he's, he's had over 100 appearances for Aberdeen, Con McLennan. He's one of those guys that I always look at and I always think, he's kind of got a lot of the kind of raw materials there, but he just can never quite put it all together. Yeah. And, and then he often, it's almost like sometimes with, with Connor, I think that his brain is, is, is sorry, his, his feet are running at a completely different speed from his brain. So like he'll do stuff like on the ball and you're like, oh, that was actually quite good. And then you'll suddenly realise like, what the fuck am I doing? And he just like, it's almost like he just, like, as a computer just crashes and just doesn't know what to do after that. Just starts buffering in his head. He's just got the wee circle going, doing the, doing the loop. Yeah. Until it catches circle up with him. Yeah. That's like, he's very handsome. And I got, a, I got a close-up look at his, his flowing sort of curtains because he was part next to me at Morrison's the other day. So, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> well, well done, Connor. Oh, there it is. I'm on gallery view. I can see his both now. This is, what a change of pace Wee. this is. What a treat Andrew Considine, on the other hand, is other than the Celtic game where he had an absolute holocaust. Oh, um, well, he, he had that. He had an Andy Considine versus Celtic, is what he had. Is that yeah, a, that's a standard Andy Considine a Celtic performance right there? <laughs> he's been pretty much a mainstay in the steadiest ship at the back we've had in our. And talks Alex Mitchell, who's a, a youngster through the game. Well, speaking of Alex Mitchell, we actually there was a, the club had a Q and A session with him, and we started asking on Twitter most ridiculous questions. What was the question you asked, uh, Alex Mitchell? The question is. Would you rather fight 10 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? And it broke his brain. Well, I mainly asked it because I really like the idea of a really big duck. He reckoned he would take the 10 little ones, eh? The 10 little horses and just kick them, that's what he reckoned. Which is, yeah. He'd probably head them. <laughs> yeah, he'd, but he'd head his own I, granny, I the think, guy. Yeah, but I think that's the point with Constantine. He's been really good for Big Mitch because he's, um, obviously, he's a youngster. He's up from Millwall. And again, he's got a lot of the raw materials to make a really, really good defender. I must admit, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised for Andy that he's actually done as well as he has done for you guys this season. Because I was, I was concerned that he just was going to really struggle this season. Um, really, really bad injury, obviously in Europe last season. Last, I can see why Aberdeen only wanted to give a one-year deal. It kind of made sense on on paper for Aberdeen to only want to do. It. I was kind of surprised that anyone in the top flight gave him a two-year deal. But I must admit, I've been pleased to see that he's been playing most weeks and doesn't seem to have had any real major um setbacks off the back of that injury it's gonna be i was just actually looking at your um your, your fixtures towards the the split because you touched on that a minute ago like obviously when we spoke last time it's back in the last season you boys were staying in the barrel at that point of possibly automatic relegation um although we all knew i think deep down at dundee we're horse shit and we're gonna save you anyway and then there was the whole concern about you know are you gonna have to be the ones to like keep our growth out and that didn't happen so that was all right got through the playoff game in some style I mean, sitting in eighth spot at the moment, I mean, it, this is the weird thing. Like, on paper for St. Johnson this season, it seems like a massive improvement compared to last. But every time I dip into a bit of Saints Twitter, which is generally you boys. <laughs> <laughs> a dark place. Yeah, it doesn't seem as though many of the uh, Saints fans are particularly happy with the way the campaign's gone so far. We, we talked about it on the podcast a couple of times, uh, touched on Callum. I, I probably splits the fan base right down the middle. Actually, probably more so in favour of getting rid of him, which isn't going to happen. So I don't know why people are wasting their time worrying about it because he didn't get sacked when he finished 11th, not going to get sacked when we're 8th in the table. The football is eye-bleedingly bad to watch at times. They're not going to sack. Let's move on and just get on with things, basically. That's kind of what my opinion is on it. It's, it's generally a shared opinion. We are crap to watch. And it's a shame because we have got some good players. Some of them, I think just the point you made there, it was Andy, you know, I'm surprised any club gave Andy Considine a two-year deal. It's going to be Saints. But we have got some good players. And I think there is a thing with Davidson that, and again, I'm very much on the lines of Sam there, that he's not going. So you've probably got to try and sort of focus on the hope that he starts changing the areas where he's weak. I think he'd love to play a 4 3 3, but he just bottles it. Um, what's interesting with you guys is what you guys have got almost like the inverse of Aberdeen this season because at home, you guys are honking, but away from home, you've got the third best, the, th the third best record in the league. What's what is it about McDermott that's 
like stopping you actually winning games at home. Do you want me to take this one, Dan? Yeah, you'd take this. Well, one, the formation he sets up to defensively, which he did, bizarrely enough, at Pataudry when we lost 2-0 and one of Goodwin's not you many his victories. Last win. His last his win. last win. Is that what it was, yep. Gizzo? Yep. Um, but we set up that match not to lose like that's what we do at home. So there's no plan B. If we go a goal down, we're kind of scrambling and we're, we're fucked, basically. But away, we seem to be a bit more free-flowing and they're given a bit more freedom in loose terms to kind of have <laughs> a go. But it's, as I've said with Callum, that's one of his biggest kind of grudges with the fan base is he, do- he doesn't change the formation. He's been rigid with this 3-5-2 for way too long. Doesn't work. Uh, the formation selection has been terrible. But yeah, our away record is fine, except that Pittori one, basically for the way he set up, because it's straight from the get-go, you could see he was setting up not to lose. And when we lost the first goal, the second was always pretty inevitable. Which was, I thought was a really weird way for you guys to set up, because we were in a bad place at that yeah. point as well. Like we were, if a team kept Pittori and scored, chances were that team were going to take three points. So I was really surprised you guys were so defensive that afternoon. When Livy came to McDermott and were 3-0 up in about 45 seconds, right, they saw we were on a bad run. Because they're not that great themselves, but they saw we were on a bad run. They saw where our frailties were and they just absolutely targeted them for the first half hour. And that was that. That was the game done. Whereas if Saints are on the ball, and we have actually got the place to do this, we could have gone up to Todry and really gone at you. But as it were, went there, played for the draw, Stuck Maisel up top on his own, which he's sort of having to do at the minute anyway, because Nicky Clark's injured, but Clark was sat on the bench that day. Yeah. And Maisel up top on his own is always like the sort of, unless you can avoid it, which we sort of can't at the minute, because the other options are Field and Rudden, who's not quite up to speed yet, although he's done pretty well off the bench. Unless it's unavoidable, seeing Maisel up top on his own is like, there we go, lads, have at it. We're not really going for this. We're just going to stick a headless chicken up there. Pying a coffee for a fiver. Worth the trip. Worth the trip. Nice, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, the, the classic meal deal. Um, think, the, the other week I was in at Pataudry and they offered me a meal deal because they were just like, that's cheaper than what you're actually trying to order just now. And I, was like, I don't even want this. Like, yeah, but that's cheaper than what you try to have. Like, <laughs> I tell you what, it's but good. it is ridiculous. Rugby Park's fare is pretty decent. And not, not just like the Killy Pie. They've actually got like Pringles kind of things at the... At my young, youngest loves a Pringle. So he was over the moon. Absolutely delighted. Sorted. Yeah, little mini tubes of Pringles uh, and little Empire biscuits with the Saints badge on them for away fans. Nice touch. Oh, that is a nice touch. Well done, Kilmarnock. <laughs> Let's be also the Kelly pie is overrated, right? It's not as good as they say. I took three just to make sure that that was the case. They're okay. I think the St. Johnson steak and gravy pie is is up there with one of the finest, but I'm biased. The steak and chorizo. The steak oh. and chorizo at McDermott is chef's kiss. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. I was at Hamden yesterday. <laughs> I've had, to, I've had to remortgage the flat this morning. But what I did have, and it cost me a fiver, I needed to have something. I had the kebab pie, and it was quality. I can't, it, it, it's dirty, right? It is dirty. Big, nice, thick cuts of Donna, chilli sauce in there. Magnificent. What do you want? At Hamden yesterday, Dan, just of interest, had they planned for the fact there was going to be like a capacity crowd there? Because when we, when we were there for the League Cup semi, we'd got in, and it felt like they were basically cooking pies to order. <laughs> they, gen- was- they genuinely seemed astonished that there were people in the stadium. It was amazing. Well, I was... I think they were just surprised that people, again, that people were there, not so much with a cooking to order, but with the fact that it was taking them about a week. And by the time I sat down again, and admittedly by this point, I sort of lost track of time. We were a quarter of an hour back into the game. To be it, was fair, lucky right? I, it was lucky that, I'd stopped caring. That, to be fair, that game yesterday was probably one to miss 15 minutes of. Yeah. That, that wasn't much of a game, let's, let's, let's be honest. Of course, Saints, you'd be a bit like Aberdeen, though. You'd just be chucked at whatever end of Hamden suits, depending on who you're playing. Yeah, well, every time we get to Hamden, it's always during a COVID season, so we're always knackered. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I yeah, have. There'll be another pandemic next time. If you don't want another pandemic, make sure Saints stay out of a cup final. Because I've never seen St. Johnson win at Hamden. Um, never. Never. I don't think. Nope. Never seen him win at Hamden. I've seen on the Scottish Cup at yeah, Celtic course, yeah. Park. Yep, uh, the semi final was at Ibrox. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. No, no, no. The 1998 League Cup final was at Celtic Park again because Hamden was getting redeveloped, so we missed it then yeah, as well. So we've never won a cup. And... We lost that one, though. Yeah, we did lose it. Yeah, but aye, fair point. But yeah, we, we, we never we never play at Hamden, or when we do, we don't we don't win. In the semi final last year, we lost. That was annoying. Yeah. Well, we we do oh. win, but not when there's crowds there. Yeah, <laughs> four times. Nobody there. <laughs> top scorers for Saints this season. Uh, Stevie May and Dre Wright, joint top scorers. Six each. 
that I think that probably sums up a lot about where Saints' problems are again this season is just scoring goals. Although better this season in terms of scoring goals than last season, it looks like. Yeah, Dre Wright, is, is especially who we know where there's a player in Dre Wright, and he went off to Hibs, left us go to Hibs, didn't feature for whatever reason, and he's came back to Saints. Saints, obviously, one of these clubs that get the best out of players. He's basically getting told to shoot and say, all his goals have been pretty spectacular. His last two, certainly, against. He scored twice against Celtic, once home and once away. The home one was yeah. a beauty from distance. The Kelly goal last week uh, was an absolute peach from distance as well. He's got a right ping on him. But the first time round when he played for us, he didn't score any. And I remember him missing sitter after sitter. So he's he's got his shooting boots on from, from wing back. And as you say, Stevie May is six goals for a campaign is uh, one of the better seasons, to be brutally honest with you. <laughs> it's usually shared out between yeah. the, uh, eight top goal scorers all on four. Is was the usual kind of thing. We've, no, we've not had like a 20th like a season, like... Like you, you will have this season, so that's that's yeah. a worry. This is it, and I thought you touched on it. I mean, the irony of Dre Wright this season is he couldn't hear a cow on the arse with a banjo when he played on, you know, further up the park for us, but on the right side of a front three. Stick him at right back, and all of a sudden he's got <laughs> six in one season, which isn't exactly. It's good for a right back. Maybe just need um, to be further out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And um, Maisel's Maisel, he's not doing pretty well. Clark, I thought he was going to be the one. I thought he was going to be 10, 12, which again isn't millions, but top scorer in the league last season was Charles Cook, who got about 14. So I thought Clark could maybe get into double figures. But and he had a great start and then form after the World Cup and now he's out for the season anyway. So I still think, I might have got, do some quick maths. I still think, Theo could get 20 goals this season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm backing him. Oh, honestly, he's the loveliest big guy going, but that's the problem. Theo Bear, yeah. He's, he's such a sweet lad, but he actually plays like a really sweet lad. He's just, it, for his frame, and he's a big, I mean, he's an absolute specimen, specimen of a boy. Yeah, I, I thought he was really good at Kelly last week and he was unlucky to get a hold off. But then, Do you think he'll start this weekend? It'll be him and me. No, I think it'll be Rudden. I think he'll get a start. I've completely lost track of what I was going to say, which is always good. Um, Welcome to our world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going to go. We never know what's um, going on. We'll just we'll do predictions then because yes. I've literally got no idea what the fuck I was going to say. Yeah. So there we go. Get There's been the only time. one goal scored in this fixture since, like I said, November 2019. Even that was a 1-1 draw, so it wasn't like it was a high-scoring affair. What are you boys thinking? Because... You guys could still make top six. So you've got you, you're running the, the to the splits. Not bad. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It could be. It could be worse. Is the way I look at these things. Yes, it's it's not seven ideal, points but... off. Seven points off. But you do play Livingston and ourselves in that run and Hibs. What do you think? Do you just have a chance at top six, or is that a bit of a is that a pipe dream? No pipe dream. Uh, <laughs> Well, until it's mathematically improbable, then yes, we've got a chance. But uh, I'd I'd be a, I'd be a big ask. We would need. Okay. We would need. Tomorrow, for that to happen, tomorrow is, well, sorry, Saturday is a must-win game. Must-win game, if that's going to happen. But I I can see it being nil-nil all over it. <laughs> Danny. I think, I think we're going to win 2-1. Oh, nice. And there's goals uh, as well there. There's goals, three of them. Goals with a chance of more goals. Um, yeah, I know you guys, um, you guys are playing all right. You've got mine the uh, The Ducks, the Ducks on fire. Um, Your defence is terrified. <laughs> off at it. Um, uh, I'm dreading our away support to sign to pull that one out of the bag. I know. It'll, it'll make a change from Ultras Eberdeen. Uh, true. It just, I don't know, I quite like that. Yeah, those two weren't good. What's the one for um, uh, Holberg is to the tune of... Um, I wanna dance with you on a mountain. I don't know. Half the time, I can't really work out what. Um... <laughs> Remember the Peter Pollock song, like when Aberdeen won the League Cup, which kind of yep. was doing the rounds. Um, we, I, well, it wasn't me, but I was there when a young group of fans tried to turn it into Alan Manis' baby for Saint, the St. Johnson goalkeeper at the time, and they <laughs> sung it the whole match, and it did not work. Went, Alan Manis, oh, <laughs> and everybody's kind of looked at him, going, "This is not going to take off, my friend." Don't but they kept going for it. Like it, you know, that's the thing. They did not back down, they doubled down to anything else. Speaking of which, actually, uh, speaking of chance, because I spotted this a few weeks ago, because um, I don't know why I ended up, well, I know exactly why I ended up looking at it. It was a Dungeon United vlogger from, what's the stand behind the goal? Is, it, is that the George Fox? So there was a guy in there, and the reason I watched it was just because Jay Horter was just noising up that part of the uh, United support after we went 3-1 up, and I just wanted to watch it because it was funny. 
But then I watched a bit of that vlog for some bizarre reason, and they were singing a song which I've never heard in a, a home sports singing about Aberdeen, which was about driving tractors. That pattern said uh, left it's surely for us, exclusively for St. Well, Johnson. You'd think. That's what I thought at the time. I was like, this is <laughs> odd patter. This is surely reserved for St. Johnston. Uh, do you recognize this song? I can't read it and I can't write it. doesn't really matter. That's the one. Because I support Aberdeen and I can drive a tractor. Well, because I, yeah, I used to live in Dundee. So I'd occasionally hear it in Fat Sam's if they beat you or something like, on a Saturday night. Never um, heard it in my puff before. Yeah, right. It's... <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard it. And it's always stuck in my head because it is quite a simple song to remember. We are notorious for being the firmest. Even Sky, yes. when they were doing the we won hay bales because we are the firmest. So, yeah, you're not having that offers. Oh, well, I don't want to. I was just, I was just amused by the whole thing. We, right, the rule is, we do the tractors, you are notoriously bad at kicking jelly beans. That's, that's the rule. That is the exactly. rule. <laughs> that's where we go to, that's it. Speaking of <laughs> On that bombshell. Nice way to wrap things up. Danny, Sam. It's been a privilege again. I was going to wish you all the best for Saturday, but I'd be lying. Um, I just wanted to be entertaining. That's all I Yeah, a decent game will be all right. It's my, uh, I just I'm want taking, everyone to have a lovely time. Yeah, I'm taking my wee boy down. It's his first away game on Saturday. Oh, so, and you're um, taking him to McDermott. Do you not want him to ever come back to a football game ever again? Is that the, the reason behind it? I, I see. I like your thinking. Nice. Um, he's got no idea what the life in front of him is to lead to. Miserable. Bless him. Misery. So we'll start We'll start on Saturday. But hey, listen, Danny, Sam, a pleasure once again to talk to you. Like I say, I was going to wish you all the best for the weekend, but that would be an absolute lie. But all the best for the rest of the season. And um, we'll, we'll catch you on the other side. Take Adios. Care. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it, buddy. See you later. He's actually quite a nice guy, isn't he? Gary, oh, he's a hell of a nice fella. He really is. Uh, he's a good, good lad. I don't know how they managed to... I mean, we probably used to do something similar, but the consistency of their episodes and the length of them is quite incredible. They, they weren't like beavers. I stroked a beaver at Drayton Manor. <laughs> <laughs> nice guys, but I, I genuinely hope they get absolutely shafted on Saturday. Life is the name of the game And I want to play the game with you Life can be terribly tame If you don't play the game with two that is Bruce Forsyth. I did check it. That's him singing it. Was it? Yeah. Who knew, eh? Oh, it's Brucey. Oh, what a guy. It's prize bundle time, which is our weekly delve into somebody needing to hire out, as I said at the top of the show. A containers locker containing all the St. Johnson prizes that will be coming your way if you win and donate. I'm cycling, as I said, every single week from Warrington to Perth, which is going to take about 270 miles. If you go to www justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash dogger saints and if you donate as little as a fiver you can be entered into the pot to win as many amazing prizes including Dre Wright shirts Stevie Mays boots and everything else go to Twitter go to Facebook go to our Instagram all the prizes are there but we've got more we've got more to add Dan oh how exactly right Colin McKay what a guy we'll speak about him again very very shortly near the end of the episode message me and gone Sam I have an A1 size reproduction poster of the 1971 Saints European game versus Vassas Budapest which I've managed to get signed this morning by Henry Hall ridiculous more than happy to donate this year's Saints bundle to help increase your sponsorship total for your cycle I've also got virtual tickets from both of our lockdown cup final wins which have been sent off to Jason Kerr for him as captain and Sean Reedy as a goal scorer in both games to autograph so they can also be included in your bundle that is ridiculously generous and very very much appreciated Colin and what a prize oh, I mean unbelievable and um, Colin's um, a site you alluded to Sam is someone I've um, been doing a bit of work with recently and uh, he's a he's a fantastic guy he really is and that's so kind and I, obviously it's not an isolated incident um, isolated incident of people donating <laughs> being incredibly kind and donating to, uh, to the bungalow but he's so appreciated I mean it's just absolutely fabulous this whole thing is all about raising money for Saints in the Community, and I've caught up with Ross from Saints in the Community uh, to talk about just a little bit more about what they get up to. It's Ross, how you doing, fella? You all right? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Good. Thank you very much for coming on to, to chat to me in this evening. First one I'm going to ask you is, what is your role at Saints in the Community? So my actual title is uh, Football and Admin Assistant. Oh. So that basically, what comes under that is I kind of do all the football coaching with all the youngsters pretty much every day of the week. My youngest goes up on either a Monday night or a Tuesday night and it is just absolute carnage. <laughs> yeah, it is most nights to be fair, but 
we get through it and it's good so you're not a bad player Ross no I'm alright um, <laughs> I've, I've not played football in a while but I'm futsal futsal international futsal nonetheless Ross you're, you're not building yourself up highly enough that that is a hardest well, yeah. sport in the world. It, it's very hard on physical side. Yeah, being away to the Champions League, uh, we've been to Holland and Austria so far, and we're hoping if we win the league again this year, we'll be away hopefully somewhere else. Nice. <laughs> you, you do all these hard working coaching sessions to obviously improve kids fitness and obviously that generates income as well what other kind of things have, have you done and the team in general done with uh saints the community since you've been in oh well there's been all sorts to be fair um I sometimes help out our ld classes and um, we've got sessions really from 18 months to well football memories working with dementia um so as Pretty much everything we, any age we work with. Um, and it's great. It is. You know, I've seen, um, as you say, working from like the youngest kids, you've got the summer holiday camps. What's it like? How much have you learned from the likes of, like, say, Danny, Danny Griffin, um, who's obviously been there, the top level international footballer and um, a top coach as well? Have, have you picked up lots from these, working with these guys and working with the likes of Josh? And Oh, yeah, I've picked up vast amounts. I kind of, came into the role with a little bit about coaching but they've kind of taken me on and helped me a lot so they kind of just step into my session whenever they need and help me out if I'm needing help but no they're great and, and what I've noticed as well which is probably great to see over the last maybe four or five years um youngsters in Perth actually going around in St Johnson tops I've seen less and less Rangers and Celtics uh, which is obviously nothing wrong if that that's your team, but it, it's good to see that uh, a lot of youngsters are, are sporting the kits now and supporting their local team. Yeah, I'm a local supporter myself. No, we're slowly transforming the <laughs> city into St. Johnston fans. Are, are you kind of encouraged with the, the numbers you kind of see down there? Um, yeah, so our numbers are always growing. We're looking to expand on the football side, but we are just looking, kind of sending kids away. If they're enjoying it, it's great. And if they're improving, even better, really. Brilliant. And how did if if anybody's listening there and wants to get their their kids involved, it's a dead relaxed atmosphere, especially for the for the younger ones, which is my experience of it. Um, and then they do a wee warm up, they have a wee game, then they do a bit of skill that. So it's it's dead relaxed atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of just recreational. Any ability can come along if it's your first time. Great, you can come along for two years. Great as well. Brilliant. And uh, to get on that, you just go to the Saints of Community, you can search for it in Google, and then you can sign your kids up through that. I'm doing, probably be aware, I'm doing my wee bit for Saints of Community and doing a ridiculous cycle. Do, do you want to do it instead of me? That's my next question. No. How's your training getting on with it, though? Uh, how is my training getting on with it? The weather, as you've been well aware this week uh, and last week, has been absolutely honking. So I've been out in all weathers. It's going to be grim, but I can't pull out now because I think we've raised about two and a half grand or even over that now. So I, I can't pull out now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've kind of... That's great. And the money is going to support all the poverty and he uh, and the health in the city as well. It's just going to be great. But I think the most I could help with is maybe drive next year. <laughs> it's probably as far as I'll go. I was wondering if you were just going to use an electric bike. Do you know what? <laughs> At one point last week when I'd struggled to do any kind of training, I googled how to convert a manual bike into electric and I thought <laughs> so, <laughs> it was going to cost me about eight grand to do and I thought, no, this is absolutely ridiculous. And then I was thinking maybe I could just, my wife could drive and I could hold on to the back of the car because I've seen a couple of dodgy hills, but I don't think there's any way of getting around this. I think I'm just literally <laughs> I just hold to on get, to a rope. That, that's it and just get her to pull me along, but um, <laughs> kind of on my own now, so I'm, I'm going to have to get it done because you guys do a fantastic job for all the local kids and the local area as you know and some of the stuff you like you provide like you said uh, people with dementia you provided food parcels for locals somebody for all people to speak to walking football for over 35s young kids coaching there's loads that you do and um, i'm absolutely delighted we know where every single penny is going and it's going to improve the the, the local area and uh, the mental health and well-being of people in that area so it's a fantastic cause and ross you're doing a stand-up job sir yes well we can all just say thank you thank you very much for picking us ross it's been an absolute pleasure my friend thank you for coming on and speaking to me today keep up the good work as i said and if you want to get involved or even just donate to say community directly go to their website and then everything that they do their their mission their aim their goals and how to get involved is on the website we've got one last thing 
I'd like just to add in. We've got, for your raffle, Uh I've been given permission to put in a one year for free for Saturday mornings for one kid. Wow, that is absolutely unbelievable. Where's my where's my celebration music for this one? Hold on, here it is. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. Honestly, I'm so over the moon with that. That is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for that. No problem. Thank you for having me. No, no problem at all. Good. Thanks again, Ross. Cheers, mate. Take care. See you later. Thanks, mate. Bye bye. Cheers. Unbelievable. But I thought it was just the two prizes for the bungle. A year's worth of football at Saints Cubit. It's just incredible generosity of spirit. It really is. And showing up the best in people. It's really us. And every credit to everyone. It has. And again, thank you very much. But that might must be nearing the end of the bundle prizes now. <laughs> there surely can't be much going into it. But I'll try and construct the whole list. I have a contribution to the bungle. You can win, my friends. Your tea with Danny Williams. I think I need to know a little bit more about this. Well, I've just got half a tea and I'm punk. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You're, it's in. Tea with Danny Williams. Message board time. We have got plenty on our message board this week. We've got a message in from Aileen Campbell, friend of the show, Aileen Campbell, nonetheless. Absolutely. And she's got in touch with us to say, well, our son, uh, Angus, has had a a bit of a time for it. I'll, I'll read this out. Angus, who's 12, broke his leg a couple of weeks ago as tibia and fibula, eh, and it was following a horrible tackle during a lunchtime kickabout at school. He's on the mend, and he listens to the podcast and been enjoying all this good stuff. So a wee shout out to Angus to get well soon. What a horrible thing to happen. I'm lucky enough I've never had an injury like that, and I know it must be an absolute downer, especially if you, you play a lot of football and watch a lot of football like I know Angus does with his mum and dad. So eh, all the best, Angus, and... Uh, get well very, very, very soon. We'll be delighted to see you up at Meet Dermot soon enough. Get your chin up, buddy, and you'll be you'll be up and about before you know it. Got another message. You mentioned him earlier. We've got another message to uh, pass on. Um, this is from Martin um, uh, to Dan Check. Just a big shout out for his stag do coming up this weekend to uh, Milan. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not Milan, is it? No. Um, so there was talk of Milan, there was talk of Madrid, and now they're going to Preston. I have to be honest. I think we all know my views on the city, in inverted commas, of Preston. But I uh, used to go out there from time to time on student night um, in my younger days. I never had anything other than a damn good time. So I'm sure it will be good. Uh, I tell you what else we're doing as well. We'll let, we need to talk about the, the food bank collection, which Dan and the previously aforementioned Col McKay are uh, coordinating. What kind of stuff are you collecting before the Aberdeen, Dan? What kind of stuff are you looking for for people to bring down? Well... We don't know yet uh, in specifics. So obviously, uh, work going on with Transport and Food Bank Scotland. Let's see if we can get it up and running for Aberdeen, um, which is our hope still. So just keep an eye on social media, but non-perishables, tin food, all stuff like that, would, and rice, much appreciated, but just beans. <laughs> um, I think the best advice at this stage, just keep an eye on social media, get a list of sort of what we call wanted items, any non-perishables and stuff like that, I'd be so appreciated. So keep an eye out for us and um, be lovely to see you before the game on Saturday. Bloody lovely things doing, Dan. Uh, and finally, it's less than two months to your marathon. Don't remind me. I've had a uh, I've had a bad couple of weeks, actually, because injuries that were sort of my fault. I've been under the weather and then decided to try and break my duck by doing 40 miles, just cold. Um, so I stretched every single muscle in my body. Oh. But back to it now, back to it, and I'm in the I'm in the running, but it's payday. I am being old Mr. Wonga. <laughs> Mr. Payday. Well, no, honestly. Um, we'll put up the just giving pages we will for um Sam's lunacy as well later on. Honestly, if you if you are in a position to be able to contribute a couple of quid, unfortunately there's no bungle at stake for mine. Uh you can't <laughs> there's no unbelievable set of prizes for mine, but um, There's no black bag of absolute inconvenience coming your way. <laughs> no, basically that. But it'd be great if you, I'd be really appreciative if you could send a couple of quid more for me just giving for a wonderful cause in Macmillan Cancer Support. Brilliant. Well done, Daniel. We'll get all the, the links posted up. Again, as always, very much appreciate you listening. We will be back next week to talk about the Aberdeen game. St. Johnson women's match against Gart Cairn. Livingston away again. So we might even get, we might actually speak to them. It's been a wee while since we've had them on, eh? 
Ah, oh, yeah, that'd be great. We'll get the, we'll get the guys on. I mean, it's been a while since we've spoken to in a podcast setting. I speak to Liam approximately twenty five times a day. <laughs> Nice. Uh, but yeah, we'll try and get them on a, on a podcast and we might even get a guest on. Who knows? I don't know, but we'll see it's you then. It's all up for grabs, baby. <laughs> it's all go. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you have time to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always dance. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go But hey, I say, well that's okay Cause we'll see you very soon, I know Very soon, I know Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye, goodbye. And tomorrow just lies today the moon